0: All right, welcome to Beer and Ray Guns, the podcast where uh, two kind of old guys crack a cold one, sit around, talk a little sci-fi, a little sci fact and you know what? I don't, I'm. I got some questions that I need to ask that need answered, and, and one of the big ones, Paul, this week is I saw a dude solving Rubik's Cubes like in seconds as he was juggling, and I remember no. getting this thing as a kid. And go and struggling like it's impossible. It's impossible. And here's this guy like juggling three of them and solving them. And and I'm like, what? 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 the hell happened?
1: <laughs> That's scary. That is just scary. <laughs> I don't. I, I. don't know how you do. I, I. Yeah. Forget juggling. I couldn't do that thing sitting still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. But there's this this whole genre of solving Rubik's cubes in seconds. And I'm like, Ugh. you can solve the damn queue quicker than I could get it out of the packaging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't I oh man, you guys make they make us look bad They and they make us feel horribly inadequate. It's like hey, I managed to get through the day today without losing my keys. <laughs> you know, that's my baseline you know. <laughs> I remembered where my office was. Right. <laughs> I managed to tie my shoes without setting anything on fire today. <laughs> look at me! No, I got shoes that I don't even tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you with your fancy no-tie shoes. You—that's oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking ahead. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I see. You're the smart one in here. Hmm, Can't tie shoes. Get shoes that don't need tying. (laughs) Oh, mind blown. (laughs) Galaxy brain. (laughs) Yeah, but they're
0: not the Marnie McFly. Slip your foot in. (laughs) No, we still need that. Actually, Nike made them for the 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary.
1: Yeah, so that, that, think- that's our question. That that's the age old question of our generation: Where are my self tying shoes? Yes, yes, and then it's- you tell me Nike already made them. So, like, <laughs> wow, where have I been? <laughs> and Here I am and- lacing up my own shoes like a like a freaking Neanderthal. <laughs>
0: well, they they the, they look like the ones in, in in Back to the Future, and they sort of like, but I don't think they were like ready for prime time yet.
1: Oh, okay, All
0: right. <laughs> darn. All right, well, so before we get into tonight's major topic, and it's it's a, it's a big one.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh what's your brew? Well, tonight I am going into the dark side of the force and I am having myself a bottle of Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout from New Holland Brewing. Ooh. This is a favorite of ours. My wife introduced this me to this a long time ago, but they do not sell it here. None of the retailers have it. So Ooh. we have to go far afield to find it. And we were visiting, I don't even remember where we were, but my wife was like, hey, you know what? While we're here, they used to carry it. Why don't we run in and see if they've got it? And sure enough, they did. She grabbed two four packs and the rest is history. Awesome. It is, it is exactly what you would expect. It is very stout. You know, you need mm-hmm. a knife to cut it and <laughs> it's got that wonderful aged bourbon kind of, you know, smoky, it, it's got chocolate in it, chocolatey flavor. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's 11% ABV. So, you know, by the end of this podcast, <laughs> you know, we're going to be, we're going to be exploring space. <laughs> Oops. Uh, yes. Yes we are. <laughs> I I've, I've Foreshadowing fallen, folks. What yeah, are you drinking? Yeah,
0: I've I've fallen back on, on, on the new standard and that's the, 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 the fat tire from mm-hmm. New Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm really I'm in a lager kind of mood. We're starting to move into fall, so I'm kinda yeah. like, you know, the 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 um fests are all starting to come and I just IPAs, I think I might have said this last time. I'm just, it's not that I'm tired of them. I'm just tired of them.
1: <laughs> they they start to blur together after a while. They're, yeah. They're, I, it, they're kind of like Cabernet Sauvignon. It's like everybody's got to have a Cab Sauv, you know. Everybody's got to have a Chardonnay. They start to just all blur together after a while. IPAs, they're, they're hip, they're cool, they're trendy. And there's really nothing terribly distinctive about them. I mean, I like I like a good IPA, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I, and I look at my my rating scales on Untapped, and they're all like it's like it's like I got this one at one, and then a flat line. And there might be one at two, uh, and then I just rise up, and then it kind of trails off. And the ones that are higher up tend to be more of the loggers there is a couple up there mm-hmm. but i was looking at that going huh huh
1: i think you can just loggers feel i don't know if this makes any sense but it just it feels like you can do more with a logger they there's just more room in the room in the glass or something mm-hmm. to to yeah 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 they're they're
0: harder to brew because I mean, they they, they need to stay cold or they should stay cold. Maybe that's what it
1: is. They're more, there's there's more complexity to them.
0: Yeah. 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 I I thought you might ask what the one beer one was.
1: Oh, (laughs) let's assume that I, that I did. (laughs) What was it?
0: It was some hemp brew. Hemp brew. It was hemp. Yeah, it was it was the Hempinator or the Hemper or something like that. The yeah, I, I think it was the Hemper <laughs> and, and it was um uh, Wiki I think it was Wiki Weed Brewing. Um the Hemper, I think um yeah, and <laughs>
1: the wreck of the Hemperus.
0: <laughs> Man, I hate to go down this road,
1: but if you can imagine what bong water what tastes like you're <laughs>
0: pretty much on track with this bro
1: <laughs> in fact we're not sure that it wasn't frankly it was like oh god
0: that's awful <laughs> and then and then i sat there and i was and i smelled it i was like oh my god that's nasty and i went and i took a second sip
1: <laughs> and you took a second sip. i
0: was like oh yeah that is really
1: bad that's horrible <laughs> And we were down at the... Please tell me there wasn't a third sip, just to no, confirm it. No, no,
0: no, no, no. I looked at my... We were down at the beach, and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, this is absolutely horrible. Smell this. <laughs> here, honey. <laughs> Let me share this miserable scent with you. Yeah, if I have to suffer, everybody here is going to suffer. That's right. It was like, here, my, you know, my son, here, here, take, take a smell. If you don't want it, why would we... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I here, honey. I took my old gym socks, wrapped them up, put them in my armpits, and then went for a jog in mid August and then squeezed it into a glass. Here, have some. Actually, that might have been better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this was it was god awful and i was like i'm only giving it a one because i can't give it anything worse because
1: <laughs> they don't have zeros
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah and I, I didn't this this was one beer i did not feel bad about dumping
1: <laughs> no it, it, and there's probably fish in the chesapeake that are like <laughs> what the f- thanks man what the hell what is this
0: Actually, I think with that one, we we I put it in a zippy and put it in just right in a zippy, sealed it up, put it in another paper bag, found another bag someplace else, wrapped it in burlap, and then <laughs> hit it hit it in the bottom of the the recycling bin at the the house
1: we were staying at, and hoped to God and has then buried not the, didn't. <laughs> And then buried the recycling bin in a peat bog. Walked out the next
0: morning and it had acid had eaten out the bag and the can was missing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like six dead raccoons all around the can.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. There'd be like six raccoons going, dude, you got any more?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you got all, yeah, there's raccoons sitting there staring at their paws <laughs> going, whoa. <laughs> you ever really look at your paw? <laughs>
0: no 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 all right so let's move on to tonight's topic and it's 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 kind of current and 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 hopefully i'll get the edit done so it's really current (laughs) um so 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 when we were we were talking about topics I, i i got to thinking you know um Sci-fi, sci-fi, based a lot of stuff on this, this either hopeful future or this horrible future. Or it didn't seem like to me as a, as a, I'm thinking about all the things that I've read and seen and, and 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 all the movies that I watched that there's not too many other than the obvious, and that would be Star Trek, that are really rooted deeply in or felt like they were rooted deeply in exploration. So I got to thinking, you know, that's an interesting topic because it seems like. You know, a lot of sci-fi is, you know, good guys, bad guys, aliens, zap, zap, boom, boom. Or it's fighting against some kind of something or other. It's not actually going out there and seeking out the things that, that that you know, exploring. Mm-hmm. And, and I was having a really hard time trying to come up with anything other than Star Trek that I remember seeing or reading where, that was that was an important part of it.
1: Can you think of anything? The ones, the one thing that came to mind was um, in the 1950s when the space program was beginning to gear up, and Werner von Braun and Herman Oberth were writing their books about space travel. Mm-hmm. That you had a couple of movies, you had a string of movies about like that were extrapolations of future, what future missions to the moon and Mars could be like. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was science fiction in the sense that it's set in the future, but we're hoping that it won't be too far off from reality. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it almost feels like it's science fiction adjacent because it was, it was using science fiction, but it was really hoping to be more, you know, here's a here's a forecast of the future, as opposed to, you know, ex, you know, really, oh, this is a science fiction movie, right? Like, right. you know, Forbidden Planet or something,
0: right? Right. And I do have some recollection of some of those older stories, you know, from 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 that time, and you know, just as we were moving into getting off of our world. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was there were some that I remember coming across what they what, titles of them I, I I can't recall, but that brought about the thought too, and, and some of this was triggered by Artemis, and what NASA's getting ready to do. Um, It will be Monday, and if I get this out, hopefully,
1: <laughs> maybe yeah, but before, we don't know
0: before it happens. Um, but w- we're going to go back to the moon and this is right. a massive rocket Artemis one. It is, it's space shuttle esque. It's Apollo five esque. It is probably the most powerful rocket humans have ever built. And they're going to light this baby up and send it to the moon.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, this one. Yeah, here this we is, go. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, this is, both of us were too young really to, I mean, I don't remember the moon missions. I re, you know, I, I was just on the edge of consciousness when the Apollo program was really coming to an end. So, you know, I grew up reading about it and mm-hmm. seeing movies and TV, but you know, that for me, the, the big new exciting space program was the space shuttle, which, you know, was a nice orbital, project and yeah. you know went to the space station and, but it didn't go anywhere else uh-uh. and this is yeah this is big
0: yeah now, yeah and, and the the capsule so 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 for those of you that don't know um uh it's a big rocket it's a really big rocket and it's going to send the orion capsule um on a trajectory to the moon, it's carrying scientific payloads and a couple of mannequins and a bunch of other cool stuff. And it's going to make this 45-day loop around the moon and come back to Earth. And it'll be the um, the test bed to make sure that the systems work. And then apparently there's going to be an Artemis two that goes up next year. And then they're thinking Artemis three will go up in 2025, and that will be the manned mission to the moon. Wow. Which will carry... A female astronaut. So this is like we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna go back. (laughs) And it's like, and it's really kind of cool because Artemis was Apollo in Greek mythology. Artemis was Apollo's twin sister.
1: Right. Yeah, and so it's it's very appropriate. Yeah,
0: it's like okay, okay, here we go, here we go. We're going to, the the big rockets are coming back. We're going to start to make this march. And, you know, we've we've got all that's happening with with Elon and SpaceX. And we've got Artemis now. And I can see how these two things will eventually connect up. Artemis will be the heavy lift. SpaceX will be the, the routine lift. And we'll get something built out there we could build a Jupiter one and we could go to Mars like they did in 2001. Well, I mean, they went to Jupiter, but you know, discovery and and go, we can, we can become all that, that we saw and dreamed about as kids. And I'm like, this is getting ready to happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is an opportunity to go back and do it right. The way we really should have done it the first time we around, which is the, the what i always and a lot of a lot of other space historians have, have felt that the gemini program or the gemini program if you prefer which is probably correct mm-hmm. the gemini spacecraft was basically the space jeep that we should have kept on flying it could be the vehicle that goes to space stations goes to uh dock you know go up to, lo- manned, manned uh, surveillance observation satellites, scientific stations, commercial stations. Mm-hmm. It's your, it's your Jeep. It's your pickup truck. You can, you can tack a little pod on the back to put more people in it so that it becomes more of a passenger carrier. You can load the back with scientific instruments. And then you've got the Apollo spacecraft, which is your big, your big boat, your big yacht, and that's yeah. that's the spacecraft that's going to take you on big exploration missions to the moon and maybe in and maybe even beyond and this is the first time i mean and, and that didn't happen i mean the way we did this was we were you know we did Mercury and then that ended, and we did gemini and that ended that ended, and then we did Apollo. There was never an opportunity for us to have two overlapping manned space programs. And when we had the shuttle, same thing. That was mm-hmm. the only thing we were flying. Mm-hmm. We could we could hitch a ride with the Russians if we wanted to, but that wasn't ours. Now <laughs> we've got the sp- we've got Dragon, yep. and we're supposed to have Starliner by now. You know, anytime <laughs> Boeing. You know, just any anytime, anytime. <laughs> All the crews that were being trained on Starliner are now flying on Dragon because it's like, well, we'd like to get these people into space before they retire. So, (laughs) and I I know Boeing would very much like to do it too. This is no knock on them. Space is hard. I get it. But um, we are on the cusp of finally having multiple man-rated, human-rated, crew-rated systems, and that gives you – a flexibility that we've never had before. It's like, like you said, SpaceX is your, your, your truck. I mean, SpaceX, the dragon is basically going to take the place of Gemini, right? Gemini, excuse me. And it's going to be your routine, you know, average launcher. Just you take it to get to wherever you want and then you hit your ride on something else. You hitch your ride on Orion to the moon. You hitch your ride on Starliner maybe to Mars, I don't know. We need we need to have multiple systems going at once that have those different capabilities. And finally, we're right on the edge of that. Oh, uh,
0: I, going to the moon would become so much easier if we had a platform that SpaceX could ferry people up to. And yep. then we had nothing but Orion capsules sitting at this platform. We don't have to heavy lift it anymore.
1: Right, exactly. We have
0: to heavy lift the parts and the pieces and the things up there, but to reuse the Orion capsule, you know, with a booster pack on it, hell, you're at the moon in a couple of days. Right. Yeah, and it's just, and
1: at some point, wow. if you can get enough up there, then you could you could start creating a factory in orbit and start building your craft up there.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean,
1: let's 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 get a couple asteroids. Let's go get a couple asteroids. Bring them back. <laughs> use those use those materials to smelt a new spacecraft oh yeah there was um
0: somebody was had was launching or it was about to be launched or there was something going on where there there was a um a probe that was to go out and um make contact with an asteroid drill some samples and then come back
1: yep yeah, and I've honestly lost track of where that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So have I. I know it
1: happened, or it was supposed to happen, or it is happening. Yeah,
0: it might be in route now. Yeah, that's the only thing about space flight that 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 kind of sucks, and that's the real world and Newtonian physics. It's like, well, can't we just warp?
1: <laughs> Things just take a long time. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just, just, just. Press that button and throw that lever forward, punch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'll come soon enough.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, one of the things that, that, that uh NASA was test is gonna test on um, in the in the in the scientific payload for Artemis One is that they're gonna test a solar sail. And I was <sighs> like, Wow, where can this where can this go? You know, is this going to work like science fiction wrote it or like science fiction dreamed it to work? Could we, could we build a a ship out there in in lunar orbit and crew it up and then use a solar sail to send it to Mars? Yep. You know, And and beyond and beyond. And it's like, wow.
1: Wow. When I was, when I was a kid, the two, the two things were, you know the the two ideal dream scenarios were solar sails and ion propulsion.
0: <laughs> we have one,
1: <laughs> and right, we've we've proven ion propulsion. Yeah, and there was a there was a successful solar sail test not not a few years ago. Yeah, um, it was it was a first test, but it was it was margin it, it was, you know, it was a, as a first job, it was pretty successful. Uh-huh. And it's and yeah, let's. Uh, we've we've got to, we've got to do these things i want to see these things
0: <laughs> i would i would hope that i'm around long enough to see humans land on mars
1: i fully intend to I, I, i'm not I, going anywhere yeah. until that happens I, I i yeah
0: yeah and i I'm, can see it within the next 20 years if we continue at this rate yeah and don't get derailed by stupid stuff like politics
1: (laughs) well this is this is the thing and you know i and this is where this is where my inner socialist always butts up against reality and that is there i space is very expensive and you're either going to do it with public funding or private funding and that's those are your only choices And public funding is, for better or for worse, subject to the vagaries of shifting political necessities. Yes. And when you're diverting funding from keeping people alive and helping people to improve their lives, then space becomes a luxury. And, yeah, okay, fine. I totally can appreciate and accept that. Um, But then you end up giving you you give the ground to the private financing and look SpaceX in in my head i am able to separate SpaceX from its founder guy who is um <laughs> turning out to be he started out coming across like a like a cool character out of a Jules Verne novel yeah. and now he's turning into some sort of a psychotic George Orwell <laughs> nightmare and i'm not happy about that but as long as he wants to keep throwing money at spacex i'm fine with that because he had he hired smart people to run it
0: yeah i, I keep waiting for the for the twitter photo of him sitting in this big chair with this cat hello mr bond
1: right i'm telling you this is the guy it's where he's going and yeah. I, That's depressing, but, and and I'm telling you, I'm public affairs at SpaceX. I'm, I would be really, really squirming a lot lately. Like, oh God, one of these days I'm just going to wake up and the whole, my whole world is just going to be on fire. You know, I'll tell you, I, I, through, through, um, through roundabout real, you know, relations, I know the man who I used to know the man who was head of public affairs for the internal revenue service, and he was not a happy man. (laughs) So you can imagine what being, you know, SpaceX on the day that that Musk decides to lose it completely. (laughs) But
0: he has done miraculous things with. with his with, people have done miraculous yeah, his, Yes, his people. His
1: have. company has done his miraculous has. things. Yeah,
0: and, and I think he was really good there at the beginning. I don't know what's happened to him now, but, you know. I,
1: yeah. In, in another, he is an engineer and he's a smart guy. Yep. He's also batshit crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? There's a very fine line between insanity and genius. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And he seems intent to dance on it <laughs> drunkenly with a lampshade on his head, apparently. Uh, yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> so SpaceX is, is a bit of a risky scenario right now. I mean, you know, he there, there's a lot riding on him not messing that up. I, I, don't think,
0: I don't think his, his attitude or his behavior will, will impact SpaceX too, too much. It, it, it could impact it to a degree, but it's, it's become too important for, for telecom and, and other entities that are wanting to get things in orbit. And it's absolutely essential. It's the only way right now to get to the ISS. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to ask the Russians for a ride anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, no. And I think they've pretty much dissolved their program.
1: And they've decided to pull out of the space station anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least this week. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, SpaceX is is earning. Um, you know, it's it's no no, it's no. You know, they're not flying satellites for uh, for um, for free, except probably their own. You know, for um, Starlink, um, and right. one of those just went up just a couple of days ago, I think, and, and came back. And it's it's you know, it's amazing technology. It's like you know, watching watching. Um, the old the old sci fi's and and reading the old sci fi cartoons the the rocket comes down and the little things come out and oh yeah and it sits right down and you're like oh man that's really cool and, uh, when
1: but- when Falcon Heavy flew the the one Falcon Heavy mission that there was and I, I really feel sad that there haven't been more because I really think Falcon Heavy was very cool as a as a as a launch vehicle it seemed to offer a lot of promise and Starship looks interesting but Falcon Heavy can do it right now. Yep. And watching, you know, fal- f- watching that launch and watching those two boosters come down simultaneously <laughs> next to each other cuz you know, watching watching one land never gets boring. Watching two land simultaneously is just <laughs> I still the greatest thing I think I've I'm that's right up there <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah i, I want to see this all work i, I really do and, and and i hope it does i mean they've had a couple of successful flights with starship but now they're they're packaging the whole thing up and they're getting ready for their first orbital flight and that's you know artemis is going to be pretty wild to see go up i mean that's that's it's it's a, it's a big one starship's going to be really wild to see go up because it's yeah, it's a because of the
1: way it's coming down. Yeah, well, too,
0: it could be pretty wild coming down too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's an not exciting the, time. It, yeah,
0: it's it's not the entering the atmosphere. is the problem. It's the slowing down so you don't smack the earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, see that's that's the thing. I mean, you you watch the the landing profile of Starship, and you're I'm trying. I tried to imagine what it would be like to be inside that because you're not going to know until, I mean, th- there is such a short time between that landing burn and the landing that you're not even, by the time you realize that it's not going to work, you're dead. I mean, you have, you you have to just trust in it until the last possible second and i don't know that just feels like a really stressful thing to ask for a space flight crew to do uh
0: like, yeah 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 i mean the the shuttle the shuttle you know you at least you could get that thing slowed down on the glide and if you happen to miss the runway you know there was still the option of maybe ditching it in the water or ditching it someplace. I mean, it had wings. It didn't have any power, you know, but it had wings. You could probably, you know, um, you could, you could do a little bit of it and then, and then going back to Apollo and Orion will be the same way. And, and I mean, dragon is too. I mean, this is splashed out parachutes come mm-hmm. out and there you go right there in the right. uh, Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic or, or somewhere. And, uh, you know, they, they, they come swimming out and they, they, they get you out and you can't feel your legs, you know, depending on how long you've been in space and everything is cool. But yeah, I couldn't, imma- I couldn't imagine what the feeling like would be inside a Starship as it's entering the atmosphere and shaking and rattling and not panels. slowing down. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> she kind of take no more captain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because, I mean, that thing is plummeting until the last few seconds. Yeah, until it does the burn and
0: then goes vertical, and you're like, oh, no, I'm looking where I just came from.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. God,
0: I hope You've got a very bur-
1: narrow window there.
0: <laughs> oh, and really tiny feet.
1: <laughs> you know, that's the other thing about it. It doesn't have a lot of... That's very, it's very tall and very top heavy for something that has such a comparatively narrow base. I mean, I just, it looks like something you'd made when you were a kid and you had a couple of paper towel rolls and some tinfoil and you're like, I want to make a rocket. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least, at least Falcon heavy and Artemis, they look like proper rockets. <laughs> this thing is a shiny, shiny silver thing. Yeah, it looks like a
0: magazine cover uh, 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 from the fifties. I think absolutely, we've, we've seen a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, but and that's an interesting. That's a, that would make an interesting topic. Is you know design in science fiction. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The impact so. of science fiction design. I mean, there's no way that starship would look the way it does if, if there hadn't been a generation of sleek silver rocket ships gracing the covers of science fiction magazines and movie serials yeah for decades before. I yeah. mean, the you know, reality returns the favor. <laughs>
0: absolutely does and it's pretty amazing to see all of that i mean i think there were some I, I remember some sketches way back way way back that i've seen that artemis is kind of looking and the shuttle kind of looked had mm. some kind of almost retro feel where here was this plane strapped to this rocket and i think that, you <laughs> right know, i remember some from some stories where that's that's how it worked there was a plane that that went up strapped to a rocket or a, you know the x-15 style where the plane was on a plane and dropped off the way right. and, and went to orbit which i think is what sure. the virgin galactic does or or has attempted to do and you know it it's kind of neat that these the people that are designing these are some of the ones that grew up with that they didn't you know they weren't they weren't the original they weren't in that original generation that was designing you know Apollo and, and 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 Mercury and the Gemini and and everything else but they took cues from that and they took cues from the the pop culture and the artwork and you know you get this towering beast of a
1: rocket with these thrusters on the side of it. And it's just, it's like, it's like they decided why shouldn't it look cool? Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So that is all we got for this episode. And Hey, if I am on my game, you might hear this before the actual launch.
1: (laughs) And if you're not on your game, we're going to dub over some alternatives (laughs) alternative endings that you can splice in here yeah. take one wow wasn't that artemis launch just amazing that was so beautiful take two well it's too bad it didn't work but i'm sure they'll be back next time they'll do better uh, oh. no 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 there's take going to be three no. wasn't that an amazing explosion <laughs> no, no 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 there's no not not
0: gonna be any wah, wah, wah on this one oh, no, okay no, no, no. All, all right, right. right. they're gonna light it and it's gonna go and it's gonna it's gonna circle the moon and but you know I, w- I am kind of worried that when they when they when they light this damn thing up, it might move the earth <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's not so much going to fly to the moon as that it's going to push the earth away. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, we didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Everybody grab onto
0: something we're moving <laughs> oh i I've seen that before it was called space nineteen ninety nine All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next time.